stating like, you know, through all of COVID, where are the higher ups telling us the things that we could be doing to better ourselves, like eating healthy, mm. exercising, things like that? Where are you seeing that? Like to, you know, the, the people who are being taken out by COVID, I'm not saying everyone, but the majority of people who are being taken out by COVID are people who have pre-existing conditions or are sick already or things like that. I'm not saying that all of those things could be prevented, but a healthier lifestyle and eating healthier and exercising and things like that can definitely help. Mm-hmm. Correct? Absolutely. So why why are there no higher ups telling us? And by higher ups, I mean people who are in a position of power, I guess, yeah. whether that's the president or, you know, if the doctor, all the doctors that they do interviews with and things like that, why aren't they saying these kinds of things? It's a great question. I don't have an answer, but I have some ideas. The Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. Thank you for checking into this edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. For this episode, Colt and I fulfill our earthly duty to fill your ear holes with yet another riveting chat. During this session, you will hear us explore the topics of New Year's resolutions or lack thereof, the absolute chaos that was 2020, my phantom stimmy check, the current experience of shopping at Walmart, far-reaching and intrusive laser thermometers, and much more. So without further introduction, here we go. Hey everybody, welcome back to yet another riveting edition of the Cerebral Entertainment Podcast. I am James, and with me as always is my good friend Colt. Absolutely. How you doing, sir? I'm good, man. First recording of the year 2021. It's exciting, right? I'm excited. I'm I'm titillated. I am. <laughs> you should I'm, I'm get feel- rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I don't want to get rid of this feeling. I want to chase it. So yeah, man, 2020 is behind us, and I know there's this big, like, there's a lot of talk about 2021 being different. I don't know. How does that work? How Just because it's a new year, because you and I have talked about this before with the New Year's resolution thing. You, like me, are not really big into the resolutions. Right. And when it's time to set a goal, when it's time to do something, you just do it. You don't wait, you know. Till Monday. You don't wait till Monday. You don't wait till the new year. You don't wait. You just decide you're going to do it, and bam, you do it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are just putting a lot of stock in getting past 2020. Do you think the turn of the year is going to be a change in season, proverbially, to where we can move out of this this funk that we're in and, and get on with a some, somewhat of a normal life as a whole, as a people? I don't know that it's going to be as fast as everybody wants it to be, but this year is definitely different in mm. that sense because of how shitty 2020 was. Yeah. For most people. I mean, there's still people out there that are like, that was the best year of my life. Okay, cool, I guess. (laughs) Not everybody. (laughs) Most people. Most people, Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, I I don't know. It's it's just different because this year, I guess, maybe for the first time in my lifetime that I remember, the changing of the year really symbolizes what how it could be better Mm -hmm. than what last year was. I understand it's just a couple of numbers changing. But this year's different. It just is. You know, I agree with that, strangely. No, seriously, I do. I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, I'm not a New Year's resolution guy, but I want 2021 to be different. Like, like I want this to be kind of a a change in in things, all things for me, you know, and in my mentality, in, you know, in my mode to some degree, you know, I want to, I want to set things that aren't right, right, and I want to really amp up things that I feel like need to be amped up, things I really need to kind of, you know, just you know, kind of, you know, build a fire under my ass and, and take off and, and really run with it, you know? So do you feel more that way this year than any other beginning of the years that you can remember, or do you think it's always like that? No, it's not. It's not? That, that's the point. It's like, you know, I, I think this might be, I guess what I'm alluding to is this might be a sea change for, for people, like, in general as a whole, hopefully. Because like you said, there, there is no magical thing that happens when a couple of numbers change. Actually, just one number changes at the very end, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I just realized it myself. <laughs> I'm not trying to hit you over the head with that. It's just that one number is changing. It's, it's a new year, right? It's, it's, you get a new calendar. I personally got one of those Chinese calendars from Hoa's because I think those are awesome. You know what I'm talking about? The scrolls. The one that and, have and all they, the animals on it? Oh, wait, no. What's that? 
No, no. Just, I'm just thinking of the, the thing that you think of the placement. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. This, you can get a free calendar from Hoa's, our local, one of our local Chinese restaurants. And it's the shout Chinese. Out to, shout out to Hoa. Shout out to Hoa. <laughs> Love you. Best crab rangoons on the planet, if you ask me. I've had crab rangoons in, in many states and across Missouri, this great state of ours. And Hoa's has the best crab rangoons. Like I'm just going to throw that like out there, there. If there's anything that should put a fire under your ass, it's the statement that you're making right now. I think you should get in a van and you should take off across the country. And taste crab rangoons everywhere. Dude, it's not a bad... It, it's, it's a good idea. You can make a movie out of it. Yeah. Or at least a documentary. Yeah. And about, or, worst case, you eat a lot of crab rangoons. Yeah, that. And I could also document my, my slow descent into heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> Are they that unhealthy? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, those calendars are great. It's a new calendar, right? There's nothing magical about a week or a day or a year changing over. What it has to come down to is what you do with that. And so if people say, okay, 2020 sucked, uh, for the most part, it wasn't really anybody's fault, I guess, you know, and the coronavirus that just happened. And a lot of things just seemed like the universe was out. You know, it was just tormenting people in a lot of different ways. Because if it could happen, it probably did in 2020. But it's going to come from an intentional change from people doing exactly what I feel like 2021 is kind of gearing me up to do. Putting, putting my best foot forward, you know, um, revving things up a bit, making an intentional effort to try and really make a difference in my life and, and within my you know sphere of influence around me, my tight circle, and then beyond if possible, you know. So I'm just looking at some goals that I have professionally and personally, you know, and physically and, and mentally and in my study and with the podcast and all, all different kinds of things that I just, I just want to amp it up, you know, and, and see what I can't do. And I think that because 2020 was such a drain and because it was so dreary and because it affected so many people so intensely that maybe that's why I feel like 2021, actually, I do kind of have somewhat of a, a resolution. I've never done resolutions before. Never. Right. I've always thought it was kind of goofy. It's like, if you want to do something, why don't you just do it? Why do you have to wait for a new year? I mean, I get it. I get the the theory behind it or the, you know, the, the idea, the philosophy, whatever, you know, you start, you want to start off the new year, right? You want to make this, you know, something different than last year. I never really got into it personally. If, if other people do it, that's fine. I'm not berating you, but I'm with you in 2021. And I, I see and hear a lot of people saying the same thing. And I hope that people are serious about it, right. you know, being healthier, um, being more kind, you know, being... Uh, more intentional about what we're doing and being more careful about people, you know, and about how we treat others and how we treat ourselves and all the, all that good stuff. I just, I just hope we take it seriously. Well, you said being healthier and I made a post, I didn't really get much traction on it, but I made a post on Facebook a while back stating like, you know, through all of COVID, where are the higher ups telling us the things that we could be doing to better ourselves, like eating healthy, Mm. exercising, things like that. Where are you seeing that? Like to, you know, the the people who are being taken out by COVID, I'm not saying everyone, but the majority of people who are being taken out by COVID are people who have pre-existing conditions or are sick already or things like that. I'm not saying that all of those things could be prevented, but a healthier lifestyle and eating healthier and exercising and things like that can definitely help. Mm-hmm. Correct? Absolutely. So why, why are there no higher ups telling us? And by higher ups, I mean people who are in a position of power, I guess, whether that's the president or, you know, if the doctor, all the doctors that they do interviews with and things like that, why aren't they saying these kinds of things? It's a great question. I don't have an answer, but I have some ideas. You know, one of my ideas, if if I'm given the benefit of the doubt, because you know how I can get when it comes to things of a conspiratorial nature, I can take off with those and and kind of go down a rabbit hole. Not trying to do that though. I, I believe that the system it was also very much caught off guard. You know, I, th- I think that, it's, you know, with the Trump administration and just across the board, not just the Republican side of things, everybody, they thought they had their shit together, like for something like this. And it was proven that there was no way to really circumvent the kind of damage and chaos that COVID was going to bring, you know, and this wasn't, this, this is a bad thing that's happened, Right. Um, I just, there's someone, someone else that lost their life that I know just the other day, you know, that I knew them fairly well and they weren't old, 
You know, they had a pre-existing condition. Um, that was obesity, to be honest with you, you know, um, but, it, but it got them. But it's, it's a pretty bad thing that's happening. But man, if you look at some other things that could happen, like what if this outbreak was something like Ebola, where the, where the actual death rate, if you got it, I, the death rate's insane, right? It, it's way up there. It's like you bleed from the inside out. And I don't know enough about it to talk about it too much, but I just know that the, the actual mortality rate for something like that is way, way, way eclipses COVID. Imagine if we had something like that. Like COVID, it's a pretty bad thing, but man, we're not prepared for something like that. And I think that's one of the things that COVID has shown me that life isn't as stable as what we think. You know, we go from day to day, from year to year, making strides, making gains, taking some losses, taking some heat. But it seems like, you know, it's just, it's pretty consistent most of the time. Well, no, here comes COVID-19. It just threw everything out of whack. I mean, everything from like a toilet paper shortage to the the, the fear of, of death to the fear of being around other people, wearing a mask in public, all this stuff that we didn't do just a year ago, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, and it, it changed all of our lives. And so COVID taught me that it can change real quick and get real hectic in just, just a matter of, of nothing, just at the drop of a hat. And just think of it was something that was killing 50, 60% of anyone who caught it. Right. How, how detrimental like life is going to seem if and when something like that happens. Right. But the one good thing is we did get some laughter out of 2020. There yeah. was a lot of death. And there was a lot of torment and a lot of just bad things all around. But yes, we had a lot of good memes in 2020, did we not? We did. And you know how I feel about memes. <laughs> Very strongly. I do. I love memes. If, if, if so, uh, if, for people that don't know you, <clears throat> if somebody leaves you alone for any amount of time, you're probably going to start randomly laughing. Uh-huh. And then as soon as you look, as soon as they look at you, it's because you're scrolling through Facebook and you've seen a meme or something. Yeah. That's literally all the time. <laughs> or sometimes I'm just, I'm just remembering them. I'm not actually visibly <laughs> like physically scrolling. It's I'm scrolling through my mind and it's like, oh, that was a funny one. <laughs> No, but, you know, memes, of course they're funny. Everybody loves memes. But once again, I feel so strongly about them because I feel like it's it's like a form of communication. I, I think this is, it's something that is, it's a way for people to express themselves. And it's so funny. And it is, they have meaning behind them. It's satire, right? It's today's, like, major form of satire. And they're powerful. And, and they're political. And they they're newsworthy sometimes and they, they tell the news, right? They, they, they're a reflection. It's an art. <laughs> it's a reflection of life. You know, it's a reflection of current events, but it does it in such a funny and, you know, disrespectful way that it really, really touches my heart. Have you ever seen one and thought, or have you ever like made a meme up in your head and then seen it later? Like that somebody else made it. I don't know. I feel like people who make memes don't get enough credit for making the memes or would, any credit at all. I have no idea who makes the memes that I, that I look at. I, I've thought about that before. Um, I just wonder if people, a lot of people who make these memes is just some teenage kid who, who thought it was funny or some, some pothead who come up with this and, and let her go. And I don't know. I did create something one time. It was, it was, pre the meme error and i can't remember exactly what it was but i remember seeing it come back around later uh in one of the like i said i can't even remember it was like uh some other application of some kind um so i feel like some people just let it go into the universe and the universe does what it wants to with it uh, i wanted to go down that rabbit hole but i obviously don't have the information <laughs> available in my head so i'm just gonna skip over it because I, i've created some things like that and, and then watched it come back around but um so i, I probably think you know there, I, I don't think there's this and i could be wrong but i don't i don't think it's like silicon valley like putting out these these high, you know high-powered memes right uh, because they have all the technology i think it's just like i said some stoners out there who thought that shit was funny and so they put it out there and it takes off and goes viral right i would love to put something out there though. Have you ever tried to make a meme? Did you ever get a meme maker like on your, did you ever get that app? Mm-mm. Yeah. No. I, I tried it. I, I, you know, I threw my hat in the ring for a little bit, but I don't think I ever even made anything that was 
like I, I, that I felt like was worthy to to put out there. So how does the meme maker work? Like, do you are you able to make your own? So like all the memes out there, you'll have you know a lot of different memes for a lot of different pictures. So like the one we were talking about off air was like the Leonardo DiCaprio one, uh, where he's like holding the, you know, it. So yeah. like. Does the meme make where you, where you just put that picture in there and you just type whatever you want to on it? Yeah, that's that's the one that I that I had. Oh, it is. Uh huh. You don't remember what? Like what you tried to make a meme out of? Oh, I don't remember. With that, no, 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 okay. no. Which I didn't have that one. This this predates the meme maker I had predates that meme in oh, particular. Oh, so you're talking about old old school? Okay. It, it was a little older. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but yeah, I, I don't remember what kind of memes I tried to that I you know which I just I just messed around with it a little bit. I really didn't. I really didn't put a whole lot of time and effort into it. If I had it, maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't give up. You know, maybe that's what 2020 has also taught me. Maybe your lifelong dream should be to be a meme maker. Maybe. I don't know. Can, because you, make, can you make money off of it? I don't think, I don't know if you can. I, I don't know. I'm, probably. I mean, there's people out there making money off of a lot less of a, an art form, but. True. Yeah. I think you just do it for the, for the sake of the memes though. You just do it for the, cause you want to, you know. In, enrich the meme universe that already exists and plus it'd be nice to see your stuff go viral just so you can be like yep and nobody believe you they'll be like yeah right, <laughs> right. Just, you didn't make that you liar <laughs> but you mentioned the leonardo dicaprio meme let's talk about some of the other memes that really touched our hearts and souls over t- the year 2020 there were a lot of the karen memes yes the karen memes are funny um, she usually has like the that bob style haircut no offense to anyone if if that's you out there, but or the, anybody named Bob, or, or, yeah, or, or Karen for that matter, <laughs> I guess. But uh, Karen always wants to speak to the manager, right? And she's always pissed off. She's always has an attitude, and yeah, watch out for Karen. There was also the Baby Yoda. Yes. Now you mentioned earlier the Mandalorian and how you have no idea what that even means. Mm-hmm. I am also in that same boat, and I apologize to anybody who is like a huge. Mandalorian fan. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I, it's Star Wars based, right? Yes. That's the only thing I know. Yeah. I, I, the only reason I know is because the Yoda, this is the baby version of it. And I remember and he's, Yoda. He's cute. I'll give him that. Super cute. Yeah. Right. But I, I have no desire to watch any of that. Yeah. And it just, it's just not my thing. I wasn't into Star Wars. Right. In the day, back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like I'd seen them. Some friends had actually been like, no, you've got to watch Star Wars, dude. It's going to be, it's going to change your life. Well, I did. And there was no life-changing event that happened. It was just like, eh, you know, okay. Um, There was also the Tiger King. Mm -hmm. Now, this is another thing that I would say that 2020 taught me was that there was such such a thing as Tiger King, that that was like a real thing going on via the show. Like, that was like for real, right? Oh, kind of like a documentary, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was actually happening. Right. This, This guy was real, and he had tigers and big cats and... They had basically this commune with not just big cats, but also women. Lots of, well, for him, it was you know men more mm-hmm. so. The other guy had all the women, and he had like a harem. And like that crap was actually going on. I found that very interesting. Tiger King, I watched maybe five episodes, and it lost my attention. Mm-hmm. It's like it lost its appeal. You know, it's like after that, I was like, yeah, I get it. I get it. I don't, right. I, I don't need any more of that. But the memes were out there. They were pretty funny, especially that I think that bitch Carol Baskin. That was <laughs> that was a lot of the memes. Yeah. Then you had this one. Now, I'm going to try to explain this. When there's there's the guy walking with his girlfriend in the background, what seems to be his girlfriend at least. They're holding hands, and then there's another lady in the red dress walking the other way, and the guy's turning back, looking at her like "woo," and then the girls, his girlfriend's looking at him like "how dare you," and a lot of memes came out of that. Mm-hmm. A lot of funny ones. I wonder where that I came like that from. One. No idea. None. None whatsoever. Hmm. None. But this one just in particular, or this one, right. Let me read this one. It says, well, the, the man is everyone. The woman in the red dress is literally any mask. And then the girlfriend is hand washing, disinfection, um, and then contact avoidance. So also goes with the COVID. Mm-hmm. It's a COVID meme, mm-hmm. which there were also a lot of those out there, but they were just, there was no like set picture for or the 2020 theme or the COVID theme, rather it was just, it was all across the board. Right. A lot of 2020 stuff come about next. We had the, the two ladies 
And I don't know what show that come from. I want to think it was from a show, but the one lady's crying and pointing her finger, and the on the other side is the cat, mm-hmm. who also appears to be screaming, or at least you know saying "Go screw yourself" in some way. Um, that was a pretty good meme. Then we come back to the Leonardo DiCaprio holding his drink with a sarcastic laugh, you know, um, and that come from the movie Django, which you said you've never seen. I have not. Yeah. Apparently, I've royally screwed up by not seeing it. I don't know. It's it's Quentin Tarantino. Are you a fan? I am. Yeah? Pulp Fiction? Oh, yeah. Jackie Brown? Mm-hmm. Kill Bill, Volumes 1 and 2? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I like Quentin Tarantino. I, I definitely appreciate his, especially his earlier stuff. I'm not a, like a super huge Quentin Tarantino follower type, like some people are. But mm-hmm. I, I enjoy his movies. They're different. He's very crafty, very creative. Very different. So those are those are pretty good. And I think to, to top it all off in 2020, I think you got to give credit to the Twisted Tea. Yeah, it's incredible, really. <laughs> My So I think everybody has to know what Twisted Tea is, but maybe not because I didn't know what this was. I, I seen the memes, and that's what made me look up what this was. Mm. And then I and all I can say is my jaw dropped when I heard the sound of that guy getting smacked by that can. Uh-huh. And then the fact that he gets back up to start fighting again, how he was not knocked out cold, I have no idea. So that was the first thing. The second thing is if you watch closely, which most people probably don't, but if you watch closely, there's a guy in the background who just continues to buy his whatever he's buying mm-hmm. and then just walks out the door while two guys one guy just got knocked out cold basically and now they're fist fighting on the ground and this guy just like oh cool and he just buys this thing and he walks out the door like nothing's going on yeah so it makes me think that they're in a city or a town that that's kind of known for mm-hmm. like that that thing happens there a lot yeah yeah just saying. Yeah. I've noticed actually some other videos like that too. It's when there's a fight, people are just very matter of factly. Like in restaurants, there's been a couple of brawls that, that made its way to Facebook and things like that. And people just kind of matter of factly go on about their business, uh, eating their, their meal or moving away so they don't get hit. But then, you know, continuing to do whatever it was that they were doing before the, the escalation of events began. Right. And I find that very interesting too. I think that's funny. And I did, I did notice the guy in the background that you, that you mentioned. Yeah. The Twisted Tea, I can't imagine the kind of free publicity that this has created. I, I would imagine it's a windfall of just, because people are now, if, if you didn't know what Twisted Tea was, I guarantee you do now if you're on social media at all. Mm-hmm. And you're probably like, hmm, that guy got hit in the face with it. I wonder what it tastes like. I'm going to buy some. I just, you know, product Probably, placement. Yeah. It, it's amazing because now it's all over the place. You posted that one the other day when it had uh, two uh, twisted T uh, trucks, you know, like the the big rigs with the okay. trailers. They were delivering some twisted tea, and the meme said, I wonder why the SWAT team is in town. That's hilarious. Right? Yeah. I saw the one. I don't know if I sent it to you. I think I did. But it was uh, the scene in Bambi where Bambi was laying by yeah. his dead mother. And there was a twisted tea can right <laughs> with the blood coming out. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and uh, then there was the one, the, the meme we didn't mention, where the guy and girl are laying in bed, and he's turned over the other way, and she's kind of looking at him, and she's always saying, I bet he's thinking about other women. Um, there was a twisted tea one there, too, and it's pretty vulgar, but I can't remember it off the top of my head. Do you remember? No, I don't. Yeah. Something about getting... Twisted tea all over your face, and it was it was you know obscene. But gotcha. Also, that meme though, I brought that up for the meme purpose because that was a very popular twenty twenty meme as well. Mm-hmm. So, so what about Master Ken? You're, isn't that what his name is, Master Ken? Master Ken. You yes. seem to be a fan of him. I am. Yeah. Yeah, he does uh, instructional videos. It is also satire, but he also did one for Twisted Tea and, and how to use that as as a weapon, <laughs> and he employed the use of the technique known as the tea bag. <laughs> and said and said that you can use the double the double tea bag as well. <laughs> so yeah, uh, a lot of great memes. I, I always look forward to see what the future holds for memes. Uh, it's always a great time. But uh, that was one thing. And another thing was because of the social distancing, because of the staying at home. Not, I think the meme game was increased, and I think the attention to the memes 
for a lot of people was also increased because in, in a way, Netflix raked it in, I'm sure, and things like Netflix, Amazon, you know, Walmart's just, you know, up their delivery game. Um, anything where you can stay at home, it's like the shift of the economy is going toward staying at home. Don't go out. It's not safe, you know, which I am. That's a double sided coin for me. Right. Okay. I mean, do you stop living your life? And I've seen also this this question posed in, in other places on the Internet. Do you just do you live in fear? I mean, I, I know what I know what COVID does. I know what it can do. Um, I, I know it's killing people. You know, do we live in fear? Shop from home. Let the small businesses just die off, and 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 count on Amazon and Walmart delivery and and Netflix and and Facebook and whatever else that you you don't have to leave the comfort of your home just to supply everything that you need, or do you say no? I'm going to continue to be courageous and live my life the way that I want to outside of the, these, these walls of my home, because that's where life is at. It's not in this digital world that we get sucked into because we didn't have a choice there for a while. What, how do you feel about that? Well, the issue is that you said courageous and a lot of people would say stupid uh-huh. instead. Yeah. Right. Right. I'm not saying I'm that person. No, I'm just you. saying that mm-hmm. convenience kind of, over, I don't know. It's kind of like everybody realized what, can, what things are actually more convenient through all of this? Because it's like, what can I do from home? You know, even that when that comes to work too, I mean, emails and Zoom meetings and things like that. Like if you're somebody who's able to do that in work, like work from home, you literally, there's no reason why you have to leave your house unless there's something you need immediately right now. Mm-hmm. But if you're smart, you just order through Amazon ahead of time. I say smart. Some people say stupid. Don't right. order from Amazon because your local mom and pop shop is going to close down because you're not buying stuff from them. Right. I get that. And I completely support that. However, I'm not going to say that I don't order from Amazon and I don't order from Walmart because right. I do. Mm-hmm. Because why? Because it's convenient. So <laughs> that's that. <laughs> so, so once again, what is your stance on that? Yeah. <laughs> Well, my shirt says support local business. It does. I am probably saying against that, but I'm not meaning to. Well, I don't think you are. I think that you and I, I was just talking about Hoa's earlier. That's a small business, you know. Um, Is it? That's not a chain? No, it's a local chain. I mean, there's several of the Hoa's around here, but no, it's not like a, like a, like a Panda Express, nothing like that. Okay. There's, there's a lot of local businesses that, that I know that you and I do support around around here especially and even up in the st louis area to some degree but we also shop from amazon and we also get stuff from walmart you know i I shop also at some of your other grocery stores your save a lot sometimes and your dollar generals which is you know really a big chain now but even even your franchises a lot of times are, are locally owned by people you know they buy into the franchise I don't know if you've ever looked into buying a franchise. You know, anybody can do that if you got a little bit of money. You can go open a subway somewhere. Right. Um, you pay them a certain X amount of thousands of dollars. They give you all the gear to work with, and you order from them. And you know, it, it's it's just how you. It, it's still your small business, though. It's still how you make a living. Mm-hmm. And so, even some of your franchises, when you look into it. They're, they might be locally owned, and you can usually tell by the plaque on the wall. There's usually a plaque that says "locally owned by so and so." You know, like you know, 7-Elevens that used to be in, in these two close towns. Um, they were owned by someone. I believe they still own the one in Festus, you know. So um, even if it's a franchise, you're still supporting local business by going to those people. Now, Walmart, it's it's the devil. <laughs> um, Amazon is Satan itself. It is, it is the oh, beast. Hang on. Before you go any further, <laughs> have you seen the commercial with the devil and the woman who is supposed to be 2020? Uh-uh. Oh, dude, you have to watch it. It's yeah. just, I, I think it's a, a, maybe like Match.com or eHarmony or something like that. I don't know. It's one of those matchmaking sites, and it's a guy who's dressed up like the devil. He's supposed to be the devil. And this woman comes up to him, and he calls him, or, or he goes, 2020? And she's like, you can call me 2020. And then they just like go off and start chaos and stuff together, but they're in love with each other. Hmm. And then at the end, it's just like them sitting on a bench and there's like meteorites falling from the sky and stuff. And they're just like in love. 
don't know. I just I just no, I can did, dig it. didn't know if you had if you'd seen it. I'm gonna have to I show you that it, after it, this. Is it a TV commercial? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's that's where I miss it. I don't. Well, wait. I mean, maybe I've seen it on like Hulu or something. No, if that's the case, like because I don't have TV. Sometimes I'll see ads or something some maybe. other yeah. places. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. I don't. You know, I still have some channels. I, okay, I had my roof redone. They reshingled it because I have an antenna. I have old school. I'm the only person in my entire neighborhood who still has an old school antenna up on the on the roof, and I love it because I mean nowadays it's not like when you were young. You had two, four, and five, and nine, eleven, twenty-four, whatever. There wasn't very many channels. Nowadays you get like four channel twos and and four channel fours and really like three channel fives and. Yeah, there's all these different things. Like Channel 9 also has, you have your typical PBS, but then you also have like, there's a kid's cartoon channel that's on all the time. There's like a, kind of like a history slash discovery channel, Channel 9. Hmm. You got like 9.1, 9.2, 9.3, so on and so forth. Wow. There's like 30 channels on, if not more, just on the uh, the antenna now. But since they did my roof, I lost a lot of them. But I want to readjust my antenna one of these days when I get around to it because I enjoy that. But otherwise, I, I don't watch TV. Have you thought about suing the roofing company? No. Oh, okay. No, not over my antenna. I just thought it might. I didn't know how important it was to you. Well, I thought about maybe asking them to come back and turn it like <laughs> can you give me my to. Can you give me my third Channel 9 back, please? Yes. I really like it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I kind of miss my 2, 4, and or 5 because I would like watching the local news sometimes, you know. Gotcha. And, and watching the national news. Because ever since my antenna's been out, dude, I'm off the. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to count on Facebook to get my news, right? Yeah. It, it, but I see it on there. I see it. It wasn't. I mean, I didn't. Last I heard, we're going to get what six hundred dollars stimulus checks, right? So everybody's waiting on their stimmies, and then someone said, "Hey, let's do two thousand dollars." And so all of a sudden, it's like, "Well, maybe we'll get two thousand dollars. That'd be pretty sweet." And then. That got knocked out of the water. That was a no go. And then they one day it said, "Well, the you know all the stimmies might be uh, postponed. We don't know." And yada yada. The next day I woke up and there's money in my account. <laughs> I had no idea it was coming. I had no idea, and, and I was somewhat you know checking it out on the internet here and there. But so did you find all this through Facebook? All these things you're saying, did you find all that through Facebook? Probably at least some of it. Um, because I would see, I didn't even know what was going on. All of a sudden I saw these anti Mitch McConnell memes. It's like Mitch McConnell's the devil. Yeah. Which, okay. I mean, he's probably always been the devil. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's the, like the, I don't know if he's the minority leader or whatever he is nowadays. I, I haven't kept up, man. I, I'm out of touch big time. And I'm usually kind of at least in touch, you know, if not in depth, I'm at least like checking out what's going on. I haven't been, man. 2020, that's another thing that happened to me. I just like, screw it, dude. I don't even I don't even really want to see what's going on nowadays. But anyway, I kept seeing these Mitch McConnell memes. And so what I'll do, this is what happens. I'll see a meme about something, and then I will get on the internet. I'll get on Google or somewhere and, and track it down. So I just Googled Mitch McConnell and see what the latest news is. And normally, like, the first thing that pops up is what that meme came from. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. I yeah. mean, it, at least it, it's it's like shows you why there is a meme existing, right. right? Right. And so first thing that popped up, Mitch McConnell blocks the $2,000 STEMI or whatever, the stimulus. They don't call it STEMI. That's another thing, though. Funny story is I didn't know what STEMI was. It's like, what are they, what are they talking about STEMI? What's a STEMI? Because I kept seeing that pop up on memes, right? Memes are important. And <laughs> so I went and uh, looked up STEMI. Oh, stimulus. It's the stimulus check. We, we we nicknamed it. It's a stimmy. Yeah, but that I like that and it's funny. But on the other hand, it still goes back to that whole are we so lazy that we have we can't say full words anymore? I just think it's funny to nickname stuff. That's another set of memes that was pretty funny for a while. The stimulus memes. Did you see any of those? Yeah, like the one with the small pocket on your jeans, uh -huh. and that's where your stimulus check goes. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, there were several good stimulus memes as well, making fun of the fact that you know, the stimulus was basically a joke, um, which is sad. But memes, what they do is they take lemons and they make some lemonade out of it. Here, laugh about this because otherwise you're just going to cry because every, <laughs> everything sucks. You know, and your life is meaningless and we're all going to die. Jeez, so, that's but, terrible. No, not if you look at memes, though. Memes <laughs> are like, yeah, you're going to die, but look at this. This is funny. You know, <laughs> call it a stimmy. Get a good giggle out of it. Um, so, yeah, I found out about Mitch McConnell there. 
tracked, you know, traced it down, found out about the stimulus because I saw all the memes. I was like, I don't even know what's going on anymore. So it reminds me I need to go to Google or Yahoo or somewhere, one of my sources, and see if uh, I can trace, track down what's going on with whatever the subject matter is of the meme. Otherwise, dude, I have I've been out of the I've been out of the loop big time, and I'm pretty happy about it. You are. I am. I'm pretty happy about it. I mean, I've I don't I don't miss always having to know what's going on in the world. I would like to. I'd like to know a little more. Like I got I've got to get back into being a little more informed because I I think that's just part of being a responsible citizen, being a responsible human being especially since I have a family, you know, I've got kids and I want to make sure that I'm guiding them in the right direction. If there's something coming down the pike, I need to know to what degree I need to protect them. Uh, I need to know, you know, what the state of the affairs are in the, like the healthcare industry and things like that. So I need to get back in the swing of being a little more informed. Might be smart though, to kind of go cold Turkey on all of it for a little while, like you've done Mm -hmm. and then kind of slowly get back into it. Yeah. Because, the thing I don't know the the whole cold turkey thing is rough too because you there there's so much that like it seems like if you stick with it and you stay engulfed in all the news all the time you're just gonna go nuts. But you go cold turkey and it's like I don't know anything about anything that's going on right now. Right, and that can feel good, but it can also feel scary because mm. it's like you have no idea what's going on mm-hmm. outside your doorway. You know. Right. So yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it may be better to gradually get yourself out and then find your way gradually back in to where maybe just what you think you need to know, start with that. Mm. <laughs> Don't engulf yourself back into Facebook 100% or back into one new source 100% or anything like that. Yeah, definitely not one source anyway. That's that's probably the major reason why so many people are so polarized is because they, they do tend to engulf in a news source or a, or a couple of news sources that are politically aligned with their own beliefs, you know? So we all have these core beliefs and then we, we don't tend to, we tend not to like expose ourselves to the opposite side too much, which I have usually always tried to do, you know? And in a way it's, it's made me become a little apathetic toward whatever's going on because I'm just like, eh, you know, there's one side, there's the other side. In my opinion, they both suck. It, it, <laughs> it's just a circus. Like here we go with the circus. Yeah. There are some issues that are really issues that they're important, but those people, you know, they, from what I can see, they don't really care about those issues. You know, they, they want to stay in power. They want to get your vote. And why wouldn't they, they've got it made right. We, we've got the system where we, we've cushioned, politicians and, and, and corporations and things like that, of course they're going to try to maintain their their place. Why wouldn't they? Anybody with a freaking half a brain would because they've actually they've got it so comfy that they'd be crazy not to. So it's just a joke to me. And, you know, once again, the issues are real. And I never want to minimize anybody's plight like when it comes to health care, you know. Um, I am for you know a, a universal kind of health care. I think everybody should. If we can afford it, why not? If we live in that kind of a world, sure, let's do it. Right. But, you know, I, but I don't align myself with everything else that people on that side of the fence align themselves with, nor do I align myself with everything else on the other side. I just, right. I think people generally suck. <laughs> so uh, as far as the 600 goes, though, like what, what's your thoughts on that? Hmm. Because you have a lot of people who are, you know, like the Mitch McConnell memes and everything, the mm-hmm. saying we should have got $2,000 and even some, you know, a lot of people saying even $2,000 isn't enough, especially when you look at how much money is going overseas and mm-hmm. what that money is going towards and things like that. For me, and maybe not how I should look at it, but I look at it like, well, that's more than we could have gotten. Yeah. Like that's basically how I just, I just let it go. Because I mean, me saying anything about it or being pissed off about it ain't going to make any difference. Right. Mm-hmm. And the way things have gone over the past year, I'm just at the point where I'm like, well, cool. Six hundred dollars. I mean, that's six hundred dollars more than I had. Yeah. You know, should I be max? I didn't get more. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> I don't really. <laughs> I, I think there's basically two schools of thought. And first, I want to preface by saying, you know, if, if either you or me were more educated on such things, then I, I do think that, that talking about it could make a difference. You know, you, you create those ripples 
given that you have a listenership, people who listen to the different sides and kind of weigh, and that's what we've always wanted to do anyway with Cerebral, is to, to just offer different ideas and be able to talk about it without being you know, argumentative and without being insulting with, you know, just listen to both sides and you don't have to like get mad because you don't agree. Right. Um, so if we were educated on, on that enough, I believe that we could make a difference. It, but my, my two schools of thought are this so and, and who knows, we, we still might, you know, get into somebody's brain and tinker around a little bit with just the ideas, but you've got to remember that like, like me, I have kids and everything that the government is doing that's creating more debt, all the money that's going out that really is coming out of, you know, thin air, it's going to be have to be paid sometime somewhere. Like the, the debt to China that we have and, and this or the deficit or, you know, whatever the case may be, um, because there's a trade deficit and there's also a debt, you know, um, and both of them are troubling, I feel like. But we have such a huge economy that you're going to have a deficit and you're going to acquire some debt. But it's gotten so out of hand, is my understanding, that it, it's almost impossible. That, like my student loan, it, it's almost impossible that it will ever get paid. Right. Okay, At some point in time, it's either going to have to be forgiven or I'm going to have to go to war with the, the student loan agency, You know, just like with China. Um, so the, kicking the can down the road to give us a little stimulus now I don't know. It, it maybe could have some positive results, but someone's going to have to pay for it at some time. And, and you look at things like the climate, um, you look at things like pollution, especially things like that. You know, what kind of a world are we leaving for our kids, you know, for future generations? And, you know, when you're really looking at things in, in a holistic manner, you got to look at things like that. It goes past us because hopefully our parents was thinking about that. Although I don't know if they were. And really, a lot of these things had to come to the forefront of people's minds anyway. The other thing is, heck yeah, we need stimulus. Like, you know, businesses are going to get a bailout. You know, banks are going to be taken care of. You know, um, people, the, the, the citizens of the United States, we're what drive in large part the economy. We buy stuff. We go to work. We put gas in our cars. I mean, we, we run around like little ants doing our thing compared to these big almighty, you know, gods that we worship in the government and big corporations. Uh, but but we're the ones that keep things going. We're the ones that build the anthills. We're the ones that you know keep things afloat in a lot of respects. So, heck yeah, we need we need more. We need more than that because I guarantee you, for the most part, most people aren't going to take that money and just stick it in the bank. Right. Even if they do, though, banks draw an interest off that, so it's still supporting the economy to some degree, at least. But the economy, I, I, to my understanding, is in large part based off spending. And it was funny another meme I saw, which this was very clever. Um, it showed a picture at Walmart and it showed this row of $600 TVs. Oh right? yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. And, and so it's something to the extent of, okay, Walmart, I see, you know, I see what you're doing. Uh, Y'all you got know. 600. I see what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So, but that's true though. How many people are going to go out and get a, a new TV? Cause they got that 600 STEMI and bam, there you go. It's might as well. Right. And so it is once again, going back into the economy. I wish people wouldn't go to Walmart and do it. I wish they would go, you know, elsewhere. But nonetheless, that's that's the whole goal. And so the government knows this, but at the same time, they and this is where people think that Mitch McConnell is the devil, which once again he probably is. Um, Republicans are always kind of on the they they toe the line of not just spending all your money. That's where, that's where conservative comes from. They're more conservative with their spending. Right. Now, that's an arguable point because they also spend money on how many freaking pointless wars and wasteful military bull crap and this and that. But when it comes to just everyday frivolous spending, they're the ones that try to keep the uh, the pocketbook a little tighter. So that's where all that comes from. Gotcha. I kind of land on both of those. I, you know, I think those both of those... Those foundations of looking at the stimulus is, I think they're both important to look at. Um, if you're going to give us a stimulus now, do it. Let us spend the money and see if we can't boost the economy to see if we can't kickstart. But you know, people need to be responsible, though. Like I said, don't just go in and get a, a TV from Walmart. Go you know, support local businesses. Go do something with it that's actually going to help the kind of future you want to see. Right? If you go spend your $600 at Amazon, if you know, if most people do that, Who's going to be the last one standing, which they probably will be anyway, but you're not even giving everybody else a chance. Right. You know, we've got to be more responsible as people. And a lot of people just don't think about it that way. They're like, well, I got my STEMI, get free money. Yeah. And then they go, you know, to Walmart and buy a TV. Yeah. So 
in the big scheme of things, does buying from you get you get a six hundred dollar stimmy and you take that money and buy and spend it at a local small business. That helps boost the economy as well, just as much as it would if you went to a Walmart or you spend it on Amazon or something like that. I would like to think so. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm just curious how that how it all links together. I'm not sure. I, I, I hope so. I definitely mm-hmm. hope so. And I'm saying everybody should be spending that money at local small businesses. Mm-hmm. But I'm just wondering if there's a difference there. I think there are a lot of differences. I can't speak to whether or not it actually boosts the economy as a whole, like the same as if you go to Walmart and buy TV. But I think what you're doing is you're shaping the economy to be more like what I would envision as an ideal economy, which is more mom and pop, which yeah. is more local small business right. and less Walmart. Um, and and I, I, don't get me wrong. I love Amazon. I, I do kind of hate Walmart, even though I still shop there. I, I try not to as much as possible, but I, it's, they, get, they got me. You know, it, it's, I can almost throw a rock and hit one from my house. So, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be there. But uh, I, I don't like Walmart for a lot of different reasons. I won't get into that on this podcast right now. Maybe later. We might do an episode about Walmart. <laughs> Just realize once you get me started, though, man, it's yeah, I, I go for a while. Um, I, I love Amazon. I, I've always liked you know the the kinds of variety you get there. You can't find just anywhere. You know, if if someone would open up a store close to me with the kind of variety that I could get at Amazon, like say for different kinds of clothing, because I like buying brands that you just don't see everybody wearing. You know, I just you know to be different. It's just it's fun. Um, if someone had that here, I would buy it from them, but they don't, so I go to Amazon. But I think in, in my ideal vision, your the economy I would like to see is more mom and pop, you know, all over and, and thriving. Another thing you've got to remember though, is that when you spend at mom and pop, they're also consumers. And so mom and pop's going and buying whatever they're buying. Maybe they're, they're buying more uh, products from the retailer, the, the wholesaler, whatever product they are selling or service for that matter, whatever service they're, you know, they have to have parts and things like that, that they're getting. So they're also spending there, and they're also spending here and there. So the the money still circulates. You just you're you're stimulating the small business as well, going through them. Where's it going from Walmart? Well, Walmart, oh, you got me started, you bastard. <laughs> I've just been me. sitting here. <laughs> you got yourself started. <laughs> uh, one of the things I don't like about Walmart is they they don't pay very good wages. They keep their people under forty hours to keep them, or under thirty two, or whatever it is, to keep them part time, so they don't have to pay them insurance. The, you know, we, we go through, we basically work for ourselves there now by checking yourselves out and um, things like that. You try to go down the aisles and, and you be damned if you can't get through the aisles because there's so many of the workers now doing the shopping that you go pick up for and you can't really get through to get your own stuff. Anyway, I digress. You were saying? <laughs> that was good. I liked it. But, but my point was, where, where's Walmart? Where's the money going when you're shopping at Walmart? I don't know, but I, I probably mentioned this before, but I still believe it. If like Walmart or any other store is going to reduce their employees on doing a certain job, like check, like cashing people or checking people out, mm-hmm. things like that, you should get a discount on what you buy. So like if I'm, if I'm going in and checking myself out and they're not having to pay a cashier to check me out, then I should get like a certain amount off of the groceries that I'm buying, like off each item that I buy. Like right. that should be set up in the uh, the self-checkout stand that when I scan it, mm-hmm. it automatically takes that amount off of what I'm buying. I don't disagree with that. I like the, all. I like the idea because they're not having to pay. I'm doing my, I'm doing the job. Mm-hmm. I physically walked through the store. I picked up, picked it up off of the shelf. I took it through and scanned it and paid for it. And then I walk back out to my vehicle. Yeah. What did they do? They just put that thing on the shelf. <laughs> I'll tell you what else they did. They sit there and they hawkeye you while you're checking yourself out. Make sure you're not stealing anything. They do that. Yes, they it do. It drives me nuts. Sometimes it's not too bad. Other times I'm like, it gets on my nerves. It depends on what kind of a mood I'm in. If I'm not in a good mood, I'm not. I'm sure it gets on my nerves, dude. Do you self-check out a lot or no? Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays I do. I, I avoided it for a long time. But nowadays, sometimes you go through and the only aisle that's open is the aisle where they sell cigarettes because they have to be. And that's the only one. And if there's five people buying cigarettes in, you know, in that line or, you know, they're paying for their stuff in their cart, too. But they're also going to get cigarettes, I guess, because that's why they're there. I'm not going to wait there, dude. I'm going to check myself out. 
Does that little camera up there kind of freak you out a little bit? Mm-mm. Like that you're being watched, which you know you're being watched, and now you're being watched by that and the woman over here that's hawkeying you too. Right, yeah. But I don't know, it's just kind of a little, a little creepy. Yeah. You just kind of glance up there, but you don't really want to like look and stare at it. You just kind of like. I do. <laughs> I stare at it. I do. Sometimes I talk just to it. Just take your mask off and be like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I talk to it, dude. I do. Just in case someone, which I don't think they're just sitting there watching. I think if if they know that something got stolen, they have that to go back and look at. Yeah. But I, I'll, I'll sit there and talk to the camera because it just makes me feel better sometimes. And I don't know if you ever go through like where the like the makeup and stuff is, some of those smaller aisles, they have those little ding. Or if you go through, through the baby, I think the baby food maybe in that area, there's these little screens up there and they'll ding every time you walk up and it says recording in progress. They want you to know they're recording every time you walk in that aisle just in case shit starts ending up missing. Really? Yeah. Um, I'll talk to those those two sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, if you're gonna watch me, then we're gonna have a conversation, even if it's one sided. Right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going to recognize that you are here, and I'm gonna talk to you about whatever it is. Right. Sp- oh, speaking of uh, the cameras and stuff, so I actually went to a doctor's appointment uh, last week, and something new that I didn't know it was even a thing. So I walk in and there's an X on the floor. I go over and I stand on the X and the woman is behind the counter over there, like, I don't know, 10 feet away, something like that. And uh, so while I'm standing on the X, I'm just waiting for her to call me over. And she goes, all right, took your temperature. Come on over. Look around like, what? You took my temperature. What are you talking about? She was sitting over there behind the counter. Apparently the camera takes your, it has a thermometer deal in it somehow. I guess I just put a red dot on my head and took my temperature while I was standing there. That's messed up. That's creepy. It is. It's kind of, I, get, I don't know. I, I, it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, I agree, man. It's like, it's technology really, which that's not a bad thing in and of itself. It's just the intrusion. It's the, it's the, the lack of privacy. And for me, it's the foresight into, into what they can do and what's coming. You right. Know? Like it, like it, I know that if you walk into a doctor's office, they're required to give you a, uh, you sure. know, use a thermometer and take your temperature no matter what. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Right. But for some reason, it's different when that thermometer is attached to a camera somehow. Well, let's explore that a little bit. A, if you've got, say, you're, you're packing a 102 degree temperature and they spot you and then maybe you go into this database and they've got your, your picture, your video, um, knowing that you had that 102 degree fever, and it, let's say that you go somewhere and they do this tracing, this tracking where they, you know, people got COVID. And so they track it back to you and you had that 102 degree fever and you're in this database. I, I might be stretching a little bit, but come on, they're taking your temperature from what, six feet away or something like that. And you didn't even know what's happening and it's being done by a robot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. A little black mirror-ish, but yeah, this could be, this could happen. Well, it reminds me of like, uh, I guess like, like an infrared like a movie or something like that mm. where you see a camera that like you just see the outline of somebody's body. It's all red because it's like taking their temperature and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's creepy. It is. It's just intrusive. Yeah. You know, leave when it comes to things like that, they're, they're getting further and further and the pandemic is it's given them permission. And we as citizens, you know, and I'm not trying to go down this track, but it is a thought. Just think about it. Not you in particular, but just people. <laughs> uh, we as citizens are are giving them the, the the power, the authority, the go ahead to do these things because we're scared, and it's it's okay to be scared, rightfully scared. But I'm not sure that's the answer, man. We're 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 diving into a scenario where we're just giving them way too much control over our bodies, you know, because we're scared of uh, of a pandemic. Which I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if there is like one. It. I mean, unless you're going to just seclude yourself out into the woods. I mean, I partially did that, but I still have to interact with people in yeah. life too, which just sucks. But, you know, yeah. And unless you're going to seclude yourself out into the woods and stay away from doctors and stay away from any store or anything like that, I mean, you're, this is required. That's the thing. That's the thing. If you're, if you're going to take part in civilization, you have to play by their rules. Yeah. If you want to live in the woods exclusively and grow your own food and, and toil the land like back in the day, then I guess you still have that option, at least to some degree. I mean, I don't know if you're going to, you know, you still have to school your, your children. Um, at some point in time, you're going to need something, I would imagine. You're going to have to go in or send somebody in or something. But 
Yeah, I don't know, man. And, and there are people who are excluding themselves from civilization to some degree. They are going out, and usually they live in, in groups, not just like a single person or even a single family. There's a group of families, a group of people who commune together and and do just that. But most of us aren't going to do that. I mean, could you do it if you really wanted to, you think? I don't could, know. Could you I, pull I don't the know. plug on society? <clears throat> I don't know. Like doing like the foraging for your own food and all that kind of stuff too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, toilet paper and stuff. What I, can you? Can we figure out how to make it out of bark? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound very comfortable, but I'm sure we could do something. I mean, like you get paper from trees somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how that works though. I've never, I've never made paper. <laughs> Um, I would imagine that we could go back to like using, you know, my old t-shirts I use for oil rags. Okay. And so at some point in time, I'd imagine I could use my old t-shirts for wiping my ass. (laughs) I mean, you could, I wouldn't want to get those mixed up. Those rags mixed up though. (laughs) Kind of a disaster down there. I mean, that's another thing. What about fuel? What about getting gas for the lawnmower or... Yeah, um, what about getting T-shirts when you need new ones? I mean, it's there's going to be some times where you're going to need some supplies. You're going to at least need material. If you make your own clothes, you're going to need material to do so. Where do you get the material from? I don't know how they make material. You know, <laughs> where, how do they even do that? <laughs> I mean, I can see once you, have, once you have the material in your hand, you can make something of it. But where does the material come from? I don't know. <laughs> And that's for a lot of things. I don't, you know, I don't know. When it comes to the actual, the rough supplies, I don't know where, you know, how do you come about the, those things? Right. You have to have some kind of a textile thingy that, right. that makes the material in the first place. I, I don't have one. So I would, <laughs> at some point in time, have to go into town, into civilization, and they're going to look for, you know, the mark or whatever. They're going to look for something. And they, if I don't have what they need, they're not going to buy, sell, or trade with me. You're really, you're really caught up on that, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, times are changing, my friend. I'm not saying it's happening now. It, it, I don't even know if it'll happen in our lifetimes, but it seems like the wheels are turning. And uh, hopefully I'm wrong. Hopefully I'm wrong. It's just You see a lot of movies, a lot of doomsday type of movies, a lot of post-apocalyptic movies where you have like a, a city and most of the United States is either burned or, you know, or polluted. To, you know, it, it's uh, radiated or something. And but there's these cities where they're you know encompassed in these walls and stuff, and on the outskirts, like in the in the badlands where all the pollution and stuff is, you've got a, a society of people that are living out there rough, like Mad Max style. And so that's a very common theme. You know, I think that there is there is a push to the cities, there is a push to civilization. I believe it's going to continue to grow to some degree, and I believe on the outside of those cities, maybe not in our lifetimes once again, but there will be the, um, it's going to be the outer limits of what we know as civilization. It's going to be the rough way to live. It's going to be the Badlands. And you can't get into the city because in, when you live in the Badlands, you're, you're poisoned. You're polluted. And they don't want to catch that shit in the, in the city. Because if it gets in the city, they'll spread like freaking COVID, you know, for real. <laughs> you know, and this is, this is a practice run. COVID's a practice run for us. On accident or on purpose? Uh, I, I think on accident, but I don't know. I, I think so. I really do. Um, I don't think they did this on purpose. Um, if they did, then, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. They're they're evil anyway, in my opinion, like the powers that be. <laughs> I don't know how I got off on this tangent. <laughs> I tell you what, it all started with Walmart. It started with Walmart. It did. I think Walmart is where you get materials. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> That's the problem. Walmart controls us because they have all the materials. Uh-huh. They have all they do have a pretty good materials section because <laughs> not a lot of places have that anymore. Like where you can go and just buy yards of material to like make your own shorts or you know, anything like that. So yeah, I, I don't know. Twenty twenty's been a rough year. I feel like it's caused me to ramble a lot today, but there has been a lot of uh a lot of introspection. So I wanted to ask you before we close up, if, is there anything that you can kind of pinpoint, anything you can kind of frame that 2020 has taught you more than anything? Like, is there anything that sticks out about you, Colt, or, or your 
your environment, your, your family, your, whatever it is. Is there anything that 2020 has taught you that you'd like to share? Health and exercise is very important. Mm-hmm. And this is probably too easy to say, but life is sh- short no matter what. Mm-hmm. So whatever you're wanting to do to fulfill yourself for your life to where when you are on your deathbed, whether it be a week from now or 40 years from now, make sure you did everything you could to do it. Yeah. It's like podcasting. Right. Something I want to do. Good. So I'm going to put a lot of effort into doing that Mm -hmm. starting this year, but maybe Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I might wait till New Year's. (laughs) (laughs) It's not too far away. Yeah. What do you got? Be prepared, I think. You know, and I'm not. I'm not. Necess- I'm not talking about being a prepper. Um, I, I have. A, I like the whole prepping. Like it intrigues me, that that whole thing, that whole idea to to, to prep. And even you know, I'd love to have an underground bunker. It'd be sweet, and store like you know, foods that have a shelf life of fifty years or whatever, freeze dried you know grapes and oatmeal's and whatnot. But that's not really what I'm talking about. I am talking about preparing, being prepared to some degree, you know, make sure that you, when, make sure you have supplies of certain things, which I've always tried to do anyway. Like for instance, with canned goods, you know, I I buy canned goods oftentimes and move the older ones up to the front and put the other ones in the back. I always try to have a pretty good supply of those, supply of water. Now I know you need a pretty good supply of toilet paper. I was going to say, you're just a hypocrite because all you're doing is complaining about how everybody's grabbing all the toilet paper they're just trying to be prepared just like you said but i'm not going and clearing the shelves out never that's not what i'm talking about <laughs> how prepared do you really need to be yeah that's that's right just you just need to be a little prepared like like i'm very used to throughout like i would say the the longer span of my life not being prepared for a week later you know that that's just the way i've kind of lived my life to to kind of fly by the seat of my pants it's always kind of worked for me it's like, in a way, I've survived for one thing. I've gotten by somehow. And a lot of times that was pretty sketchy. Uh, we didn't know if that were going to happen or not. But just being prepared, like, you know, just having a, you know, enough, uh, you know, to not, not having a, a room full of toilet paper so that nobody else can have. But, you know, having a, a month a month supply. And that's not much, you know. I have a family of four, and I think we could get by with two big packs for a month, maybe maybe three tops. I don't need 10, 12 packs of toilet paper at all times. That's not what I'm talking about. Because when the shortage came, I was very much ready to use my T-shirts. <laughs> I was. I was very much ready to use whatever I needed to. I'd go wash them down the creek if I needed to, you know. I'll go old school on I don't care. Well, but what you're saying is on a smaller scale, too. And, like, we had our friend J.B. Anderson on the show. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, like, he couldn't believe how many people had to fold up their businesses after one month. Right. So be prepared, even even financially. I know yeah. it's hard to be financially prepared right now, but mm-hmm. instead of spending that $600 stimmy on a $600 TV, how about we throw that in a savings account just in case a month down the road something like this happens and right. you need that money, you know? Right, absolutely. That kind of thinking, I think. The 2020 really taught me to be a little more prepared. And I guess... If it didn't teach it to me, because I've, I've had that mindset for a while, you know, that's why I started learning how to garden because I, I've, I've thought, man, what if, what if there was no country mart or harps or Walmart or, or wherever to buy your groceries? What are you going to do, James? You're just going to starve? Like, no, you're going to go out and you're going to, you know, wrestle down a cow out in the field somewhere and, you know, cut him up real good. But you also got to have some veggies. So learn how to garden, you know? So I, so I started learning how to garden. That's been several years ago. So I've always kind of had that mindset. I think 2020 just really reinforces it. It's like, you know, there's there's really something to that. And once again, I'm not saying to fill a, an underground bunker with a, a bunch of 50-year food, which would still be kind of cool, but that's not what I'm talking about. Just being a little more prepared for, for what's to come. Making sure that if, if, and I think one of the most important points isn't just that you survive in the long term. I think it's so that you can you and your family can stay out of the chaos. Because I remember when, the craziness hit Walmart and it was just like this mad panic and people were going nuts over toilet paper and over the meat section was just obliterated. It was gone. You know, there wasn't any meat for months at Walmart. You couldn't find it. Um, that right there was, is what I'm talking about. Just staying away from that chaos, being able to 
hunkered down long enough to get past that, you know, because I mean, if there's a, if there's a year long doomsday type of scenario, I'm probably not going to make it. I'm going to die. I probably won't. I'm just joking. But <laughs> I, I mean, I like, got dark. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll go out and kill dogs and squirrels and cats and whatever I can get a hold of. And Jeez. well, we went dark, so well, may as well finish dark. <laughs> I'm happy that 2020 is over just because it was so stigmatized, just because it was the year that everybody hates so much. It's been so crazy. Yes, it had good memes. Yes, we got some time off work. Um, yes, I got COVID and lost my taste. But you know, it was just it was just a very stigmatized and, and dark and, and sometimes chaotic year. And I'm glad it's over so that maybe the the you know collective peace of mind of everybody can kind of shift now. We can move forward as a people hopefully, and you know, get out of this rut we've been in. Right. And for some reason, I don't know why it resonated with me, but I did see another thing on Facebook that said, what happens if the ball drops and all of a sudden it's December 32nd? Yeah. And for some reason, it hit me for a second. I was like, man, what if it does? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know that's not going to happen, but what if it does happen? Uh-huh. Yeah. Or that it turns 1160. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1161. Yeah. 1162. Yeah. We would keep going. But we'd be always looking forward to 2021. Absolutely. No matter when it came right? at some point. Yeah. <laughs> we would just keep keep chasing the dream of a, a new year, but we did it. We're here, and it's, it's going to be fine, I think, for now, until the next thing. <laughs> Guard your toilet paper, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully no more ass diseases come along. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> All right, man. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks again to you, the CEP listener. Remember that word of mouth is like receiving a phantom stimmy for us, so don't forget to tell your friends and fam about the great variety that you hear right here on the CEP. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you haven't already. You can get that on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you consume the podcast that you love so much to keep the variety coming straight to your ear holes with the automaticity. And speaking of love, which we know you love us, but we also love it when you give us all of your love on the socials, when in fact you do give us all of your love on the socials, so... Be sure to give us all your love on the socials and be sure to visit the launching pad for all things cerebral at thecepodcast.com. And of course, if you need to contact us, you can do that at cerebral at thecepodcast.com. Get your official CEP merch at bijack.com slash CEP. And that's all I've got, folks. So until next time, be sure to keep those big, beautiful brains of yours nice and warm. See ya.